Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I am Marvin Williams. And today we are kicking off season two. It's so exciting. Episode 51. It's good to be back in it the studio. It is good to be back in the studio. How are you doing? Doing well. Good. Doing well. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. This is a, this is going to be. I, again, I thought the first year was amazing. I think this year is going to be even more amazing because of a lot of the things we're talking about. But we um, just again another another opportunity to let people know about um, you know what what God is doing in in the lives of not only people in the Bible but our li- our own lives as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I know excited. that first season really enhanced my understanding and learning from the book of John, which Absolutely. was season one. Yeah. This season, we are focusing on Hebrews chapter 11. Yeah. So we're going to go verse by verse, but many, if you're familiar with that passage, a lot of those verses are really um, reflective of individuals' stories that are occur earlier in the Bible. So we'll be working through Hebrews 11, talking about those different people and then the other uh, verses that are interspersed in there. So, And it, feel, it feels like a kind of a continuation story where we're talking about believe yes. 98 times that word shows up in the Gospel of John. And now we're about to talk about people um, who who believed God for some really significant things. And so um, uh, we're not skipping a beat here. No, we are not. Yeah. So let's jump right in. You typically have a question for I me. I have a so question what for is you. It? So... <laughs> So when you were a child, um, what were some ways that you showed trust in your parents? Oh, that's an interesting question. Okay. Um, First thing that comes to mind, I always thought, and still do, even though Google knows a lot, I'm pretty sure my dad knows more. (laughs) So I- I I would concur. I would concur. I showed (laughs) trust like- I, if I needed to know something like factual, for sure, anything school related, my dad was my guy. Like I knew he knew it. Um, another like different angle on that trust. I do distinctly remember. So a lot of our extended family lives in Grand Rapids. So there were a lot of late night drives back home to the Lansing area. And sometimes I would legitimately fall asleep in the back seat. Sometimes I would pretend like I was asleep in the back seat because I knew that my dad would carry me up to bed. So sometimes I really was asleep, but sometimes I just wanted you just wanted him to carry you up to bed, be carried up to bed. And I do remember that. And and because I knew he would and he would carry, you know, gently and carefully carry me up to bed. So, wow, what a what a precious story. I'm getting all emotional. (laughs) And now I just so, outed myself. Yeah, that's right. That's I right. guess those so, carried me up to bed because they're over. So. <laughs> so let me let me ask a slightly different question. What are some ways you did not show trust in your parents? Now those are some ways you show trust, and but but there are ways in which we don't show trust in 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 our parents or when we were when we were younger. Uh, but before that, let me let me answer the the first yeah, part you, of the okay. question as well. So so I I showed trust in my parents based on their word. If they said they were going to do something, hmm. then I I I could rest I could rest and relax knowing that that they would do what they said they were going to do. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the ways that I showed trust is that all right I'm I believe what you say and I'm gonna I'm gonna trust that. So um, so so the flip of that question, what are some ways maybe you didn't show trust 
and your parents? Well, that may, immediately makes me think of teenage years. Okay. And you often, teenagers think that they know better. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do remember one time putting together a proposal. Like I, I made a presentation to my parents. <laughs> Why, why we're learning I so much should, about you today. <laughs> why I should not have to go on the family vacation because I should not miss volleyball practice. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. I mean, what honestly, what was I thinking? Wanting to miss a vacation to go to volleyball. But at the time, I was very loyal and committed to that volleyball team and felt like it was an injustice that my parents, and they were totally, and I, in my opinion, completely wrong, that I that they would make me sacrifice this commitment to go on this vacation. So I made a full presentation. We actually found it written up, you know, a few years ago, going through some things, which was a good laugh all over again. I think those teenage years when I would, did start to question and just think more highly of my own opinions. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) For uh, for me, um, and and it's kind of uh, the opposite of what I, what I said is when my, parents broke their word hmm. or did not follow through. And um, I still remember to this day, my dad told us, he probably shouldn't have done this, but he told us like a week in advance, he was going to take us to Six Flags Great America. And so we were anticipating, oh man, man you know, on Saturday. Yeah. So this is like a Sunday, he tells us, and we have the entire week to think about it. And we're getting really excited, really excited. And so we wake up on sun- Saturday morning, like really, really early. And and he says, well, we're not going. And it was like, and, and there was no reason. There was no it reason. Wasn't thunderstorming. No, it wasn't thunderstorming. That's what I thought it was going to be weather. Like you can't make a promise that's weather it, dependent. Nope, it, was <laughs> not, it was not storming or anything like oh, that. I boy. think it was like, oh, I think I said something. And yeah, it's kind of late. It's, you know, it's nine o'clock, it's 10 o'clock and it's later and later. And, and, and he just said, okay, we're not going to go this time. So he did that a couple of times and it was mm-hmm. like, ah. Uh, Okay, now I can't trust your word because um, you've said it and you've not done it now for two times. You've not done it twice. And so now it causes me to not trust um, uh, in that in that regard. So we're not we're not really talking about, you know, great America and and big family vacations. We're actually talking about the opening lines Mm -hmm. of Hebrews chapter 11 and the writer of Hebrews talks about faith. And uh, we, we hear this term over and over again. If you've been around church or been in church for quite some time, you've heard the word just or the phrase just have faith, have faith in God. It's going to happen. So so let's talk about what exactly is faith if the text says now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen i think we ought to begin at the beginning is when we talk about faith what are we talking about yeah and i think it is i mean to distinguish it from well faith as it says there it's something that's hoped for. It's some. It's a belief in something that's not seen. It's not the obvious, clear. There's no doubt that that apple that I just ate for lunch, I chewed it. Like that was a factual experience right. that exactly. I had. Faith is not like that. It's not material. It's not based on physical experience. It is, the, as the verse says, an assurance of things hoped for the conviction or the belief of things that are not seen. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think the author here is is not. I don't think he's trying to give us like a full definition of what faith is. I think he's trying to get us to understand uh, a little bit more kind of generally what we're talking about when we talk about faith. So we're not talking about blind optimism. Um, We're not talking about um, some sort of manufactured uh, hope so kind of feeling. Uh, We're not talking about um, this kind of intellectual assent despite the evidence saying uh, differently, just uh, what you said. I, I think I think when we talk about true biblical faith, um, I think we are talking about this confidence, confident assurance in God's word. That is what he says, when he says it's going to happen, we might not see all of the evidence that it is happening or that it's going to happen uh, or the evidence that it that it is happening. But we do believe that what God says is true mm-hmm. and and we're going to, he's going to see it uh, come to pass. Now, sometimes that requires us waiting. Sometimes it requires us being patient. But God says you can trust my nature. You can trust my character. And so when you and I place our hope in God, in his character, we're also placing our hope in his promises that what he says, who he is, is he says, who he says he is, that's who he is. And what he says he's going to do, he's going to do. So it's not this blind optimism, but it, it really is grounded in the nature and character of God. He is who he says he is. And he will do what he says he will do. And sometimes we might have to wait for that, but he will bring it to pass. Yeah. I think that is an important point that this is not intellectual naivete. Exactly. Faith is not based on nothing. Um, there, There is an element of belief, but, and, but it, even in our everyday lives, someone that might say, well, I'm not foolish enough to believe in God. Like, yeah. But there are things that they believe in that they don't Absolutely. see. Like you and I both came and sat down on these chairs and didn't think of a second that it wouldn't hold us up. Exactly. Or as you're driving down the highway, you have faith that other drivers are going to stay in their lane and stop in the stoplight. Like, I mean, taking that to the extreme, there's a lot of things that we depend or have faith that other people are going to act the way we expect them to. Absolutely. So we do operate with lives of faith. Um and all of those are based on, well, I'm trusting that that guy, that driver next to me did pretty well in driver's ed and, and that he's alert right now and he's, right, exactly. you know, that he um, is paying attention to, to obeying the rules. So we, there are things that we have faith in, in our everyday lives. Um, so just reinforcing that, that this faith in God, this assurance is based on who he says he is in his word, the primary way we understand who God is. Um, and then our experiences with him help build that faith as Absolutely. we experience him more and more. Absolutely. And that's the reason the object of your faith is so important. Um, yeah. So is the object of your faith trustworthy? Um, it would go back to, you know, my parents who, again, I love my parents. They're just amazing people. And yet they are, they have flaws. Um, and, um, and they, They sometimes did not do what they said they were going to do, but that's not like our God. God says, you can trust me. I am totally, totally trustworthy. You can put, you talk about putting your weight, our weight on this, these chairs. 
God says, you can put all of your weight on me. Not only I will hold you, not only will I hold you in the middle of all kinds of turbulent and chaotic circumstances, um, but I will... Um, I will love you through it. I will never stop loving you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. The object of our faith, I think, is super, super important. And uh, the writer of Hebrews says the object of our faith is the everlasting God, the eternal God, the one who never fails us. And I think that is super encouraging. Yes. And that object of our faith is God's character, it's not necessarily our circumstances or what we see God doing. I love it. Um, I read a devotion a couple of weeks ago that Beth Moore had written where she talked about, you know, if we put our faith in our circumstances, well, it's going to be a roller coaster ride because because life is hard and difficult, hard, awful things do happen. And so if we say, oh, well, that must be who God is. If we're putting our focus on that, it it will be like a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Yeah. But if we put our faith in who God is, that's a whole different story. I'll just read a couple sentences from this devotion. I think it's so good. She says, we cannot base our faith on what he appears to be doing or how dramatically he answers our prayers because faith founded on God's apparent actions is not faith at all. Attempting to exercise our faith according to what we can see cancels out that very faith. It's the evidence of things, you know, remember Hebrews 11, 1, she says, now faith is being certain of what we do not see. Our faith must rest on God's identity, not his activity. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. So that, that to me, it coupled that with, um, us trusting God based on our feelings. Mm-hmm. So you talk about circumstances. Yep. Like there are days where we don't feel like doing certain things or we don't feel God's presence. And yet going back to faith and the fact of who he is, the Bible says he's with us. Yeah. The Bible says he's there even though we can't feel him. And I think sometimes we wait for the feeling to trust versus trusting and then trust and believing that God will bring the emotions that's connected with our uh, with our belief and our trust. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, and and it's hard. I mean, having faith when God doesn't seem to be coming through I like know, you I expect. Know. Yeah. But that but that is and that isn't a part that is a part of our everyday experience. Um, but that is why it's faith. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, it it exactly. is that, again, the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things that are not seen. Yeah. Maybe in this moment, it's not measuring up. Yeah. You had an expectation of what, okay, so if God is my provider, he must be providing for me in this very specific way. And yeah. when it doesn't come out like that, it might rattle our faith. But were we putting our faith in God is our provider, or are we saying, yep, he's going to provide for me and putting our faith in that specific way yeah. of answering it? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the Absolutely. distinction and one that I think we constantly wrestle with because because we are um, material, concrete creatures. And we can see what we can see. We know to believe in that. And so that's, that is exactly why it is all faith. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, the, even going back to John, remember, um, Jesus tells Thomas, blessed, happy, um, content are the people who actually believe without seeing. You remember Thomas saying, Hey, listen, I, he was saying, 
I want to see the nail prints in his hands and I won't believe until I do. And Jesus shows up and says, hey, I'm going to show you what you wanted to see, but it would have been even better had you believed having not having not actually seen it. And yeah. so um, so this is, again, to your point, the the um, the, the circumstances around us could be swirling around us and um, and yet we don't base our faith on the circumstances. We base our faith on the object of our faith, who is God, who is uh, all knowing, all caring, all seeing. And so um, so I love the fact that it's not based on feelings and circumstance, but really based on an object. And it can be hard. And yet God's giving God gives us the invitation every single day. Will you trust me, even though you cannot trace me? So, yep. And then as we continue through this season, we're going to see what verse two says for by it, by faith, for by faith, the people of old received their commendation. And then the chapter is going to continue by giving us examples of these people who by faith um, believed in that God is who he says he is in spite of their circumstances. And it's going to be the full range of circumstances (laughs) that we're going to see. This is not, Oh, people had an easy life. So sure. It was easy to believe in God or they just always made the right choices and things just worked out for them. Nope. That's not the stories that will be coming um, across. Yeah. Which, which lets me know. um, And, um, you know, ask, even asking the question, how do I, and we'll answer this question throughout the season. You know, how do I begin to grow in my faith? But right off the bat, we see in verse two, you know, God commended these people, rewarded these people. They had a reputation of trusting God. And I think one of the ways in which we can grow in faith is actually walking with people who are faithful, mm-hmm. uh, walking with people who have grown in their faith. And so if my faith is not as mature as another person's, you know, what what a you know, what an opportunity to text or call to say, hey, can I have coffee with you? Just can you like for the next 30 minutes or so, just can you download um, uh, for me some episodes of faith in your life? And when we hear these stories of another person's faith, I think we cannot help but but grow in our, our own faith. And I think we're going to have an opportunity to do that yeah. um, with uh, the people that we look at. Yeah. Yeah. So as we wrap up this episode, um, what can we believe about God, ourselves and others as we enter in on this new season and looking at these Hebrews 11, one and two? Yeah, man, I, I think I think we can learn and and understand and believe about God that God is um, um, God wants to reveal himself. Hmm. He actually wants to. And um, and he he will honor and reward uh, our faith. And he'll give us the um, kind of the reputation so other people can look at our lives. And again, this is not about perfection. These individuals we're going to talk about, they failed at a lot of things, but they, but they trusted, they trusted God and, um, and that God will make those things that are invisible, visible to us as we as we trust him. So I think that's that's one of the things that um, that that I can believe about God. Yeah. And it uh, to add to that, um, it does challenge me just to raise my expectations a little bit. Like maybe it is easy for me to just dwell on my circumstances or think that I have things all figured out. I do like a plan and I do like <laughs> things to go according to plan for sure. And faith requires me to step out away and not have all the answers and not have it all figured out. So 
it's, it is challenging to me to believe beyond what I understand, beyond what I've planned, to set my hope yeah. um, and my trust in God. And, and we will see as we move forward the variety and the many ways that yeah. God reveals himself and how these people experiencing him, experience him through their faith. Yeah. I, I, I think believing one of the things um, that I'm challenged in, I think I will be challenged in is um, with everybody throwing the Bible out and it's not a book. Um, it's, it's, it's antiquated, antedated. And um, will I trust yeah. what God says in his word? And, um, and, and is he that kind of parent um, that can hold the weight of my questions, my doubt? And so I think just being able to not just read the Bible quickly, but reading the Bible and letting it metabolize in my own heart because his word is actually his mind. His word is a part of his character. And so as I read, will I trust? Mm -hmm. And uh, so God is going to hold up his end of the bargain. Yeah. Will I hold up mine by reading and trusting uh, his word? So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's going to be a great season. Friends, thank Excited. you so much for joining us. And we will see you next time. <laughs>